All right, Jai. What, what do we, we talk about what today? What are we doing? I reckon oh, road rage. Road rage. That's always a good topic, isn't it? Oh, road rage, kids. How do um, parental advice for males, young males who think <laughs> they know everything and they think they're going to put the doodle and just become this awesome person? And uh, Do you think people really want parental advice for us? I mean, I don't even know if my kids are mine. <laughs> but let's run with it anyway. We're going to drop some bombs on you and see if you like it. <laughs> even if the kid's not yours. <laughs> so, yeah, just uh, have a listen in and... Um, yeah, we, we went to town on a few few uh, little subjects there. So, And there's a grub of the week. There's always a grub. Yeah, a couple of grubs, actually. <laughs> do, do, make it your life goal not to be our grub of the week. Yeah. And you're Perfect. doing all right. You'll and be if, doing all right. And if you have any grubs of the week, send, send them, them in. in. Pa-ba-bo! All right, let's get into it. Done. Turu. I said Turu again! Again! They're still listening. Story of my life. They're still listening. <laughs> Well, I'm recording. (laughs) (laughs) All right, welcome back to the Pablo podcast. Fuckers, 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 fuckers. Uh, we're, uh, just, we're just actually just um, sitting here reading what we're going to go through today and we're all having a laugh to ourselves because I'm not sharing stuff with him and he's not sharing stuff with me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've got to run with this one because I heard this the other day and I just thought, you know when there's times in your life where you just feel like you're copping it from all sides, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you, you're just getting reamed from every fucking direction and you just don't know what to do. Well, have you ever heard of Annabelle Chong? No. You ever heard that name? Okay. Well, speaking of getting reamed from all directions, Annabelle Chong back in 1995 set <laughs> a world record. Oh, this I is have. the toast the fact, toast the fact, right? <laughs> so she set a world record <laughs> for the biggest gangbang in history <laughs> and she fucked 300 blokes. 300, 300 yeah. blokes in a six-hour period or seven-hour period or something Actually, like that. I like. Listen- <laughs> Because I listened to um, Two Bears in a Cave podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And they were talking about it. Were they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they reckon then she just went off the radar. And that was it. She just she just set a record and then just took off. I don't know what she's doing now. She probably just became a mum, a mum of 50. Recovering. <laughs> she's recovering. <laughs> 300 she's a blokes. recovering cockaholic. 300 blokes in a six-hour fucking period. Uh, and they all blew. Like... Jesus, oh, you never runny nose, would they you? Would, they would have, have a fluffer. <laughs> I just, but imagine being number three hundred. But you, <laughs> you're a sick fucker, eh? <laughs> yeah, because you know there'd be one bloke in the room. I've got a mate of mine named Daisy. He's a bit like that. He'd be the three hundred. He'd be like, no, I'll go last. <laughs> Where you go, fellas? <laughs> I'm gonna sit back and watch for a few hours, and I'll go last. Oh. oh Jesus! And so, I, uh, so she w- also was a <laughs> sex therapist or something. Yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yes. like. uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Sex or therapist. Psychologist yeah, yeah, psychologist. Yeah. I think she was. Yeah, something yeah. Like that. yeah and crazy. she wanted to. So she wasn't actually involved in the adult sex film industry. No, she she just wanted to see what it was like to get drilled by three hundred <laughs> blokes, and she found out. And I don't know if she was ever the same. I can't imagine she was ever the same. But I tell you what. <laughs> I'll drink to Annabelle Chong. <laughs> jing, jing, brother. That's what you call a go-getter. <laughs> so, folks at home, next time you're feeling like the weight of the world's on you and you're just copping it from all directions, <coughs> think of our mate Annabelle. Yeah. All right? Whatever you're going through, <laughs> can't be that bad. Can't be that bad. Annabelle rings. Annabelle rings <laughs> and the next one steps in. Jesus. So, what's new? What's doing? What's going on? Oh, not much. Um, same, same, same shit. Just different depth. Chopping up fucking bananas. Chopping up fruit. Wasting more <laughs> fucking fruit. Are you really? Yeah. Lots. And we got a. We even got a, a message, didn't we? Yeah, I got a message. I was actually our mate Mitch. Him. Yeah, Mitch Thorburn sent in a message. Um, sent a video. I'll see if I can share it on the PubMo. Yeah, absolutely. Um, of uh, and this follows on from what we were talking about the other week with waste, isn't it? You yeah. know what I mean? Like the amount of the amount of, we, we whinge and whine that there's not enough food available. So I'm looking at a video here of probably about there's oh, tons, yeah. tons on top of I'd tons. Probably say what that's about a hundred 
semi loads of mandarins. Absolutely. And there's a semi in the background. Yeah. Loaded, ready to dump more. And that's his compost heap, isn't it? Look and at it. Perfect. Like perfect edible mandarins. Beautiful fruit. Beautiful fruit. Getting dumped all because, yep, the, the you can't afford to send them to the markets because you'll get nothing for them. It's just we're doing something wrong. We're doing something wrong in this country if that's, if that's acceptable on any level, if that's acceptable. Because I guarantee it's not just bananas and mandarins. No. Nah, It'll be across, you, you know, watermelons, avocados, all that sort of stuff. I guarantee there is farms around the country pulling their frigging air out every year because there's times of the year where they've got to dump t- truckloads of fruit. Yeah. Because that's truckloads yep. right there. What's a truck and dog carry? 33, oh, 33 tonne 33 of gravel. 33 tonne, is it? Yeah. Of gravel. Okay, yeah. then. So you, you, you drop a few, but you're still talking 30 tonne in that truck behind that pile. Yeah. That's, it's horrific. That's horrific. There he is. He's talking. At harvest time. Listen. Come on, colours. Eat a few more mandies, please. Fucking oath, Mitch. Absolutely, bud. Yep, so that's what he's saying. He's... Come on, people, eat some more mandarins, eat some more bananas. Yeah, support a local farmer as much as you can. Yeah. Because without them, you know, they talk about the mining industry and they talk about this and they talk about that. But I'll tell you what, without food, this country will come to a grinding fucking halt real quick. And I'm not going to bag out the people who we sell to, but you can do your own research, find out what um, they – because it's all – Market reports are everywhere. You find yeah, that's right. And, and then go to your local, wherever you buy your bananas from and or any type of food yep. and see the difference in the price. Yeah. Yeah, it's not on. No. It's not on, you know. And then, and then you know, the government will start importing. You know, we import sugar. We're one of the best sugar industries in the, country, in the world. <laughs> and yet we import sugar from South America. Turn it up. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just... Nah, it's just not right. It's just not right. I heard we're importing mangoes now too. We're importing mangoes from friggin' Asia. Yeah, I haven't heard. <coughs> no? And it's like, come on. Look after our own backyard. Do you know New Zealand uh, gets their bananas from like Costa Rica or somewhere South like South America, that? I think. South America, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So, I know. long travel. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, we're just here, fellas. Hello. Yeah, that's exactly right. But it all comes down to... You didn't want to take our kiwi fruits. You didn't. It's, it's still political shit. Yeah, it is, and that's the problem, isn't it? It's you, you, you've spoken on the podcast before about red tape and farming and that sort of stuff, and that's what it comes down mm. to. It's just bureaucratic bullshit. Yeah, you know what I mean. Especially and for say, you know, us in New Zealand, where it's just across the ditch. Yeah, they scratch there, but our back will scratch theirs. If they, if we've got a surplus of something and they need it, well, why, why are we shafting ourselves? Yeah. Over it. For someone that's like three days sail away. That's exactly right. <laughs> Instead of 30. 30. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Chuck it on a frigging uh, ship and away you go. Yeah. Sell it instead of dump it. They'd Sell probably, it instead of dump it. They Jesus. probably said we can't put bananas on a boat because it sends everything off. And like in the last podcast we spoke about why they can't have bananas on a boat. <laughs> yeah, I know. Store, store stuff high in transit. But how do, they, how do New Zealand get their fruit on a boat? No, them fucking boats sunk. No, that's exactly right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. If they can ship it Oi. from South America, they can Myth ship it from Australia. Busted. Myth busted. <laughs> Myth busted. You know what I ended up watching the other day? I was watching some um, yacht racing. You know those oh, yeah, high-tech yeah. fucking super-duper yachts? They do what? Jesus Christ, bro. Grand Prix. My God. We're in the, we <laughs> should be buying one of them and not even paying for fuel. <laughs> but you got to be like. Some of the boats will pull a 90 to 111 kilometres an hour across the water. Yeah, you see now, and how fit them foals got to be. Oh, mate, they got to you move. can move. <laughs> you you got to be switched on to be a, a crewman on one of those yeah. vests. I was just blown away watching these guys race these yachts, and they made a solid carbon fibre. Yeah, because from it, top to bottom. It, um, that's just, it's all the the what do you call it? America's Cup, but now it's those boats. It's those boats. The yeah. the G, GP one or something like yeah. that. I think they call and it. So like our World Sailing Grand Prix mono holes. They're just a, they're um, gone. Forget it. Little item yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, it's all about these hydrofoils now, where the hulls aren't even in the water. It's yeah. just these winged yeah, keels. Of wings, four wings, and the they're water. amazing, man. Yeah. I couldn't. And the the, the, the just everything. The way they turn, the way they get going, like in the turns, they're still pulling 50 k's an hour. Like, you know, your hooker was a quick boat. That thing motored. You know what? We used to sit on about 80 k, 85 k an hour. Quicker than that. 
out of a yacht with no motors. <laughs> no motors, just, just God pushing us. Ding! By God! Yeah. yeah. But you can imagine just being in that boat doing that speed and no noise. Just like I know. <laughs> yeah, just the buffering of wind. So I, I started Googling because I was sitting there looking. I was at the pub having a counter meal with a mate of mine and it was on the TV and that's why I started watching it. So I just started flicking through. And their recording speeds of up to nearly 120 kilometres an hour mm. across the water. What's that, 65, 70 knots? Yeah. Thereabouts. 70 knots, yeah. And so for uh, like open ocean yacht racing and crossings and that sort of thing, the transatlantic is the benchmark, you know, of, of, mm. of crossings. Five days. Five days. Across the Atlantic Ocean in a <laughs> sailboat. Five days. And the crew did three-hour watches. They were switching crews every three hours, sleeping for three hours, getting up. Five days. They but did it. what about... They've none of them have done the Sydney to Hobart on one of those. They're not allowed. No, not I don't allowed. think. Yeah, no, no, no. They're, they're a different. Yeah, different category. I mean, I'm sure they'll open it up and let them in oh. there. I'd love to see it because like, that'd just blow the record out of the water. Yeah. Uh, take off out the harbour and 20 minutes later, here they come. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. <laughs> not even a day and they're done. You know what I mean? But they're, they're very different vessels. I don't feel like that one they did that transatlantic that was a big vessel like it was a big purpose build i think from memory it was built just for that they yep. wanted the record and they got the record and that's why they built it yeah it's a lot bigger than those race racing ones those racing ones aren't real big mm. 50 foot maybe yeah. at the most you know what i mean yeah probably um yeah. and probably 40 foot beam 35 foot beam type thing um but I don't think they're actually cut out for the open ocean stuff. A lot of the places that they yeah, seem to race, a like little bit, little yeah. bit, yeah. Windy Big wind, harbors. but but flat water mm. type stuff. And they just I wonder what, how they're going swell, eh? I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if they'd be as, um, uh, uh, I just don't think it'd be as quick. Because you want just that keel in the water, you know, yeah. the hull's setting up out of the water. Whereas if you're in a swell, the hull's going to be smacking into the yeah, into the crest of each wave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But far out. I dead set. I was mesmerised. I was sitting there looking at the screen the whole time thinking, man, I wonder if you could get like a 25-foot version of one of these. And like if it's that quick on a good day, man, we could get out to the reef in <laughs> probably only a half an hour less than what we do it now with a power way, boat. We're not trolling. <laughs> no, we're not trolling. That's exactly right. No. And I thought to myself, you know, you could put a little a, a little bloody rubber ducky on the, on, the, on, the, on the deck, just get out there in your yacht. Drop mm. the pick, chuck your little rubber ducky out, <laughs> go and do your spearing or your fishing for yeah. the day and then get back on your yacht and shoot home. <laughs> that was an amazing piece of machinery. For far out. That's pretty cool. I'm, but I've never – you have sailed? Nah. I've never done any sailing. I've spent I've a lot of time – like one sailboat around Magnetic Island or something like that. I did the Young Endeavour years ago, eh? Back when I was about 16, that sail training ship. Yep. Yeah, you know, I did the Young Endeavour from uh, Townsville up to Cairns, which was pretty cool. Yeah. Like, it was pretty cool. You well, know, they the, sort of just – They'll be telling you what Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the worst too. part was for that whole trip, it was about a five or six-day trip and we had no wind. Yeah. <laughs> it barely blew. It made a brum, brum, like the brum, first brum, 24 brum, hours, brum. we had about 15 knots and then it was glass for the rest of the time. So we had like one sail up <laughs> just because. And we were under motor power the rest of the rest of the time. You know what I mean? It was pretty cool though, don't get me yeah. wrong. Um, but I've never really done any, any full-tilt sailing. But now that I've watched that, I'm kind of like, whoa. Oh, I wouldn't mind like a catamaran. Yeah. Like what Nathan had? Yep. There's yeah. something like that. 50 foot, nice and roomy, take the family. But there's all – everyone's like, I wouldn't mind this, I wouldn't mind that. The upkeep of keeping a boat on the water. That's the thing. It's all. Like yep. if you're so – if you're dedicated and that's the only thing you yeah. want to do, yep. you're right. But yeah. if you have a whole heap of other hobbies and stuff and yep. can't keep an eye on this boat, can't – Forget it. Fucking forget it. I'm yeah. telling you, I've been through it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking forget it. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, you know, I've skipped vessels and that sort of thing around North Queensland and that sort of stuff. And and you, I think the only time I'd keep a boat in the water is if I was living on it. Mm. Living if, if or I was, work, it's your work. That's right. Yeah, yeah, your yeah. Your job. But as far as, you know, you, the ideal is just a trailer boat. Yeah. Keep it in your shed. It'll last longer. You can do the maintenance whenever you want. You don't have to worry about slippage and all that sort yeah, of stuff. You don't have to worry about sinking. <laughs> you don't have to worry about sinking. That's you don't have to worry about phone calls, 12 That's a very valid night. point. Oh, your, your mooring line's gone. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> you're rubbing up against the next Hey, mate, I can't boat. see your boat. <laughs> 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 you know, and, and don't get me wrong, like this this river where we are in, in Isfail, he's probably one of the best to keep boat in the water. Yeah, 
because, because of the fresh water. That's right. <laughs> you, you probably got 70% fresh and 30% salt. So any of the algae and bacterial uh, barnacles and whatever that'll grow in the salt won't grow in the fresh and vice mm. versa. So over the space of a year, barely anything accumulates hey, on the bottom of your boat. We keep our boat in the water for two years, pull mm. it out, gurney it. Yep. Drop it back in. That's right. Oh, give it a paint yep. or whatever. Yeah, a bit of an antifoul. No, no, not even antifoul. Like every four years you do that. Yeah, yeah. But if you had to do that in any other place, it's like every year. It is. Absolutely it is. Salt if you're in, water. If you're in salt, yeah, it's every mm. 12 months you've got to slip your boat. Yeah. Because I know the Snapping Tours boat. Here, shout out Snapping Tours down in the river. If you're looking for a croc cruise to do in far north Queensland, come and check us out. We'll show you some big gators, He's big actually, lizards. Joy actually works on it. He'll shake you up a cocktail. I'll make you a cock. Tail. <laughs> a crocktail, like um, but we see we see plenty of crocs, but but we slip. Use that. The, do you call them crocktails on that boat or what? We should. Why the fuck do you call them crocktails? Because I like cock. <laughs> um, a doodle, <laughs> yeah, a doodle drink. Um, yeah, but we we um, we pulled that that thing out of the water for the first time in three years, I think three and a half years. Last year, there was literally nothing to do underneath it. Yep, gurney didn't even didn't. I don't think. Uh, do we antifoul? No, we might have antifoul actually. I think we did throw another coat of antifoul on just because it was already out of the water. Of course, it's alley too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. You know, so as long as your anodes are in good nick, mm. it's a good place to keep a boat. But it's just that added cost of but keeping a just boat not on in the that water. marina. Now the marina is shit the show, mar- isn't it? It's terrible. Like, have you ever tried to like you think about parking a boat in a running river? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mid tide. Yeah. Running flat stick and you've got to park into a marina. Yeah. It's the only marina in Australia that doesn't have a break wall. No, I know. I know. And See, so, the, 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 the tour boat's a piece of piss to drop because yeah, it's a cat and you, your that, screws are and, but you're 15, not on, 16 feet apart. You're not on the marina either. You're going- Along the wall. You're, you're parking yeah. with and against the tide. Yeah, that's right. You'd park sideways to the tide. It's a whole new boat. Oh, it name. is. You'll start moving quick <laughs> on an outgoing tide or an incoming tide. Yeah. You'd be you'd you'd get up three or four knots of sideways moving yeah. real fast. And the thing is, if you don't have a good rope crew, like yeah, and that's the thing. I've had I've had some good little runs oh, at Marina mate, tell trying you to get what, my boat in. Working in the tourism industry. <laughs> oh, you want to talk about cowboys? You go and spend a year in the tourism industry. And see some of the skippers and some of the deckies and that sort of thing that are in the tourism. It is an absolute shit show. You know, like... like I had a funny one where they had the fishing comp a few years ago and, and, and they used to have it so they come in... The tide wasn't... The mouth of the river wasn't too bad so they'd come in any tide. Yeah. And they used to come in mid-tide and these skippers are skippers. Supposedly yeah, yeah, yeah. the best skippers yeah, in North yeah, Queensland. Yeah. Well... well Try to watch them park in that fucking marina. Mm. Makes you realise that they need a little, little bit more fucking learnings. Look, I think <laughs> it doesn't matter which harbour, marina, uh, inlet, bay, whatever it is that you're in, local knowledge counts for an absolute bucket load. <laughs> and that's why all big harbours and ports around the world on the planet have pilots. Yeah. So that you can have someone that is super experienced with that harbour, with that inlet, come out, get on your vessel and give you a hand to get it in. Mm. You know, so it's, it, it just, it, it is, it's local knowledge counts for a lot. But yeah, a breakwater, a, a, a something down there would be a huge help. Oh, a huge help. Big time. Because especially on a big tide, like there's a lot of, oh, well, there's a lot yeah. of water movement, eh? There's two, two rivers running straight out That's there. right. right like, and they smack into each yeah, other they right put, there. They put the marina right between smack two rivers. You, you couldn't have put it in a worse spot. <laughs> you could have moved it up 400 yards and it'd be a completely different story. Good thing about it, it holds a good barra. Oh, it does, doesn't it? <laughs> I remember we, we sounded it only just a couple of months ago, yeah. didn't we? And there must have been about 10 of them just lined up under the jetty. I was like, oh, but it was closed season. So Christ. anyway. So we only caught four instead of five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, oh, oh, mate, I, I'll tell you what, some of the skippers I saw over the years, especially working in that Cairns Marina and that sort of stuff, and then getting out on the water out, wow, oh, Jesus, cowboys, <laughs> absolute cowboys. I like that, like... Most of these skippers, you take the bow thruster off them, they're fucked. Oh, screwed. Absolutely <laughs> screwed, you know, and which is astounding considering a lot of those vessels are catamarans and your, your, your engines are uh, 30 <laughs> feet, 40 apart. feet apart. You can screw it around <laughs> on its spot. Like they're not hard to drive. Uh, but they, um, they still find a way to struggle. They still find a way to struggle. <laughs> hey, uh, grub of the week. I've got a grub of the week for you. So 
I think I told you I um, did something I swore black and blue I'd never do again. <laughs> I kind of got back into the nightclub security oh. industry. <laughs> I never swore I wouldn't do that again. Fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> you liar. <laughs> don't, put, don't put cocks in my mouth, words in my mouth. Um, yeah, I got back into the fucking security industry and nightclubs again. I'm not going to mention which nightclub. But she's a big one. And um, I tell you what, boys, gentlemen, word to the wise, man, if you want to fucking go out and knuckle on, don't go out. It's that fucking simple. Like people don't go to nightclubs to get into punch-ons. There's a very, 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 very small percentage of knob jockeys that do. How many chicks have sat at the front of a fight and go, whoever wins, I'm going to fuck you. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Zilch. <laughs> fucking None. Fucking none. Zilch was a good You know band. what I mean? Well, they were actually. <laughs> um, but I tell you what, if, if you want to prove you're a tough prick, go find your local fight gym, jiu-jitsu, MMA, kickboxing, boxing. I don't give a fuck. Go in there, do some training, jump in the ring with somebody that trains as much, if not more, than you do mm. and prove you're a tough cunt. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's the place to do it. In the ring, in the squared circle, in the octagon, whatever the fuck you want to call it. But the front of a nightclub at two o'clock in the morning with some bloke that's so pissed he can barely stand up does not a tough cunt make. <laughs> it just doesn't. And if you want someone to knuckle on with, we actually know a few guys that are always looking for sparring partners. <laughs> Heaps of So them. give us a yell, send us an email. If you want to prove you're a hard prick, well, we got the blokes that, <laughs> that could use some ring time. <laughs> It will all be sanctioned. You'll be safe. <laughs> Headgear, mouth guards, gloves, that sort of stuff. Don't go and do it in town, boys. Hey, and girls, don't get me wrong. There's some girls that want to go out and knuckle on <laughs> too, which is hot in a roundabout kind of way. Sort of. Um, but, mate, grub of the week. Yeah. Oh, that the, the weekend I just did, and that's my first weekend of that industry in a decade, and it's just not on. It's not on. The amount of violence and, and, and that sort of stuff, that's not fucking cool, man. It's just not. The, the thing is, like, I don't know, over the years, how many people have fucking been knocked, hit the head on the concrete, it happens. never woken up? It happens, mate. That's one, one, one of the kills. main reasons why I fucking yep. do, do jiu-jitsu is because that can't happen. No, that's exactly right. You're better off tangling up somebody <laughs> on the ground. Than getting, than getting clipped. And and the worst part still is in this day and age. Someone's going to kick you. They're, they're going to kick you while you're down. They're going to hit you from behind. It's not hey. the bloke you're knuckling on with. It's hey. his two mates that come up and hit you from behind. Mm. Like, I've got no issue with anyone wanting to have a knuckle on. Hey. Go for broke. But stand in front of the bloke. Don't call your mates in. And take it one to on the grass. One, one on one, toe to toe, and bang. You want to bang? Bang. No fucking drama at all. And take it to the grass. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you take it to the concrete. The like, just... Yeah, it was a real eye-opener, actually. Like I said, I haven't done it for a long time, and I don't remember it ever being like that 10 years ago. Maybe it was just a bad weekend, you know, often in, in, moon. in towns, full, full moon. moon, was it? Bad gear. You yeah. know, you take a, you get a run of bad gear in a town, and you always notice the cops are flat stick, the hospital's flat stick, and all the nightclubs mm. have dramas. Maybe it was that. I don't think it was. I think it was just a, a, a an, an overall feeling of anger and angst and and just cut it out like you go out to a bar to have a good time have a few drinks have a boogie fucking see if you can get laid if you can't go home and have a wang like it's not the end of the world so these dudes that were blowing were they a bit like gym looking um the gym or no 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 i wouldn't have put it no i wouldn't have put it down to the roid monkeys or anything like that i certainly wouldn't have it was just a an overall um feeling of ang aggression and just Shit attitudes, man. You know, you can feel that in the air some nights. Yeah, you, you can. You can. You, you can taste it. You, you can, can taste it. You go into a nightclub and you just walk in and you get that feeling. Yeah, that if angst. You get, if you it's get just that angst. feeling, just turn around and walk. Walk out. the fuck out. Go hey. somewhere else. Go home. That's mm. not worth it, eh? Because, like not you said, of you know, you, well, you talk about the one punch kills, but they never talk about the statistics of brain injuries, like yeah. ABIs, acquired brain injuries. And I guarantee there's a, acquired brain injuries that fuck people's lives just mm. as much as a fatality does every weekend in every city oh. in Australia. CTE is one of the fucking biggest Absolutely things that it is. we know nothing about. Yeah, that's exactly Still, right. We, I've played rugby league my whole life. Yeah, yeah, I've, yeah. I've yeah, probably yeah. got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got a fuck neck as we speak right yep, now. I can't yep. turn my head. That's all comes from rugby league getting dropped on my head. So You've got to look after your head, eh? <laughs> and then to go out and 
over over nothing. Over I'm nothing. But I'm just saying I've got that so I can say whatever I want. So I'm coming <laughs> this is just disclosure. So <laughs> if, she, if I say something silly, <laughs> we'll blame it on CTE. It's a fucked head disclaimer. That's what that is. A fucked head disclaimer. I don't know if that's gonna hold up in court, cuz, but anyway, let's give it a whirl. Um, we did say in podcast number one that we're gonna offend some fucking people and hopefully we can be friends at the end. If not, fuck off. Um, yeah, it was just yeah, it was a it was a real it was it was a shame because Kansas is a real good part of the world, man. Kansas is an awesome city. It always has been. It's always been super multicultural. You get travellers from all over the planet, plus the locals and all that sort of stuff. And I've never seen FNQ look like that on a Saturday night or a Friday night. Just, just not. So mm. if you, if you if you if you're in a foul mood, if you're broken up with your missus, if you just if, if shit's going wrong, don't go out. Mm. Don't go and throw grog in the mix. Don't go and throw MDMA or some ice in the mix because it's fucking not going to end well. Another one is if a bouncer asks you to leave the uh, premises, fucking leave. Just say, okay, yeah, that's There's, it. He, you're not anything you do. He's not going to go. Oh. Oh, fuck. Exactly. Oh, fuck. Oh, I got up. it wrong. You can stay now. You just flogged me. Now, as someone that's worked <laughs> in the security industry for a long time and, 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 and he's back in that kind of industry, bouncer, doorman, whatever the fuck you want to call us, I'll say it right now on air, no drama at all. We don't get it right all the time. We are just like every other prick. We get it right. We get it wrong. And I'm the first to admit that sometimes we get it wrong. You know, a lot of the time you'll find doormen and bouncers only get a short space of time to make a decision. And a lot of the time the decisions aren't even being made by them. Nah. They're getting told by management or the bartenders or other folks that, that, you know, you've had enough and you need to go. But arguing with it, turning it into a physical <laughs> removal and, and carrying on like a fucking pork chop, it's, just, it's not worth it. <laughs> it's, got, it's just a fucking nightclub. There's got, another one just around the corner. <laughs> okay, there go to another one. Go to the strip joint. Jesus. I've got a funny story about that. Shoot. Years ago. Troppos nightclub? Oh, Troppos. <laughs> Sloppos. Sloppos. Old Sloppos. They used to ha- go downstairs and hand out on the street, mm-hmm. uh, first drink free. And yeah, they, I remember those. And I went up there with a mate, uh, Jake, his name was, and he didn't drink. He drove us to Cairns. Yeah. He didn't drink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a big rig. He was yep. a big dude. Yep. And so me and him walked up into this nightclub, handed in our forms, and they said, oh, Okay, uh, what drink do you want? And he goes, I'll have a rum. And I said, I'll have a rum. And he put, gave me the two rums. Yeah. We're sitting there. Just because we were two blokes yeah. and no girls with us, the bouncer comes up to me and goes, oh, follow us, finish up your drinks, you're going to have to leave. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, why? And he goes, oh, your mate there's too drunk. And I said, that's pretty funny because he's driving. Yeah, stone and cold goes, sober. <laughs> and he goes, yeah. Nah, get out, boys. And I said, well, mate, I'm not going to fucking argue with you, but you're a fuckhead. Yeah, 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 and that's right. I know. It's just, you know, and, and, and I think unfortunately over the decades too, there's been a, a, a vast majority of bouncers that have overstepped the mark and, and don't go about their job properly. I think that one was because we didn't have girls with us. Yeah, and that happens. It's all about the numbers. There's a lot of clubs that have quotas. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, absolutely. There's plenty of clubs around the country and around the world that'll have quotas. Mm. 30% guys, 70% chicks. You know what I mean? That's a given. You know, I've been told to do that sort of stuff on doors of different venues and that sort of thing, and that makes it very, very hard, you know. Um, But again, if you get asked to leave, who honestly gives a shit? We've all been asked to leave a club at one stage or another, it is not worth carrying on like a pork chop, um, making a scene, embarrassing your missus, embarrassing your friends, embarrassing yourself. Yeah. I just, fuck me, go. The and again, one, like I said, we don't get it right all the time. No. And the other one is, boys, get a bit smarter. Grab, find some girls walk along the street and say, hey, you just want to hang so I can get in the club? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll give you your first drink. Yeah, who knows? You, you might get even get the, laid. Yeah. And you just, you've created that, that little experience there. Yep. You go in, you buy them their first drink. Yep. That could be like a door opener. Slip a roof in and, and away <laughs> you go. I was going to say door opener <laughs> and a leg opener. <laughs> oh, it was just, yeah, it was, I don't know. Maybe I'm just getting old too. <laughs> you know, maybe I'm just getting old and that's sort of, that sort you, of environment. I actually seen on the internet the other day, there's a new, uh, overseas there's a town that has like no Tinder and stuff anymore mm-hmm. and you wear this ring on your left no, that's your wedding finger. Yeah, no, your right, right, okay, finger on your opposite wedding finger. Yeah, index, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Um, not index. What's that fucking finger called? Ring finger. 
You but on it. your right. Yep. Well, it's not your ring finger. If it slips through the toilet paper, it's your ring finger. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, but it's a little blue ring you put on to show that you're single. And then they're saying, oh, yeah. so you, then people can strike a conversation. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like, yeah. you're single and you're not going to like. Well, that's not bad. So that's that's how they're doing it now. That's like instead of all the apps and shit, it's like going mm. back to. They said seventy percent of people do not can't walk up to a person and no the ability to, the ability to communicate is going out the window because mm. of social social media, you know, and that's p- probably how I've built a career is being able to communicate. Yeah, because a lot of people just can't do it these days. It's it's just a sk- it's a skill set that's being lost. Which is a shame because you need it. You know what I mean? And that's the hard part for, I guess, a, a lot of bouncers and that sort of stuff, that if their communication skills aren't up to scratch, it just often plays out the wrong way. Yeah. You know? The ego you, skills you, step Yeah, in. sometimes, sometimes. And that's that's rubbish, mm. you know? But I promise you, no no, no security officer, crowd controller, bouncer, doorman, whatever the fuck you want to call them, goes to work to get in a punch-ons. And if you are one of those guys, you're in the wrong fucking industry. Yeah. Fuck off, because you spoil it for the rest of go us. Go and find a gym. Go and find a go and find a gym. That's exactly right. You want to prove you're a hard cunt? There's plenty of hard cunts that are in gyms five <laughs> days a week, honing their skills. Yeah. Go and see how you fare against one of those guys, because I guarantee you don't fucking fare well. <laughs> you won't fare. No, no, no. It'll be a, it'll be a rodeo, and you won't even last eight seconds. <laughs> uh, seen plenty of it. Seen plenty of it. So that was my grub of the week. I'm glad I got that off my chest. So, boys, oh. if you're heading out, don't do it. <laughs> so my grub of the week, I actually rang up about it. <laughs> when? We had about eight phone calls this week. Well, well, which one was it? Which uh, one was it? Mine was I um, went to the service station. <laughs> oh, here we go. Here we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I went to the service station, get some, uh, I think it was a Red Bull or something. Yeah, don't. Yeah, I drink Red Bull. Fuck, settle down. <laughs> <laughs> Calm down. Calm your farm. Anyway, I went in there, grabbed one. Right across the front of the whole service station on the highway, this B double park. So a B double semi is like fifty long. meters long, whatever. Yeah. So you block pretty much the whole front of the service station. If you're trying to pull out, you can't see if any cars are coming or anything like that. So I went to drive out onto the road, but I thought, no, I'm gonna get a bit far ahead so I can Stay on the side of the road, pretty much a car width off the side of the road because there's enough room. There's a lot of room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And <clears throat> waited for this, uh, waited to see if any cars were coming. So then I finally turned to see if any cars were coming. This car pulls right up in the middle of the road and just stops and just beeps the horn. Meep. And I'm like, mate, keep going. I'm not even on the road. Like, settle down. I'm like two metres off the road yeah. plus my car. Like, a fair way off the road. He thought I was going to drive out in front of him. Anyway, so he sat there, beep, and then I'm like, oh, like, waved him through. I'm like, all right, you fucking weirdo. So then he decides to pull up right in front of me. And he's looking at the house in front of me and he's pointing in the house in front of me to the passenger. And I was like, okay, like, you pulled up the middle of the road, beep. Did you even realise that you didn't put your fucking blinker on, you fucking (laughs) cockhead? So I love road rage. <laughs> so it's my favorite game. As soon as I realised that he didn't have his fucking blinker on, <laughs> I, I like how these Hiluxes have where you can put down all the windows. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I was still up, like not on the road because he pulled to the left side of me then. So I drove a bit further forward, went on my window, and said, "Excuse me, fuckhead." <laughs> um, what was your issue back there? And he's like. And he started yelling and screaming. I said, did you realise that you didn't have your fucking blinker on when you turned off the road? You, you just stopped in the middle of the road, you cockhead. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, and I just wound the windows back up. Just as like, like they got like a quarter from the top and I was driving off. This follows like 70. Oh, was he? <laughs> was he? Yeah. That's the but, worst, eh? Because you can't bash a 70-year-old. Yeah, well, you just can't. I mean, you can. Technically, I'd, I'd you can. I'd say 60 to 70. Oh, was he? Well, which one was it? Because <laughs> I'm telling you, 69 makes a difference. You can flog him if he's 69, 71, you're a cunt. But just as he, I, I drove onto the road, he yells out, yeah, you better keep driving, Oh, cunt. I hate that. Oh, fucking, there's nothing worse. The tough cunt, once you turn your back, he's the worst kind of human, eh? And I just, I actually, 
audibly just laughed out loud. I'm like, yeah, yeah. oh, no, you fucking idiot. I've got a great road rage one. <laughs> so when I was living over in West Australia, made a heap of mates that were all, most, the vast majority were competitive fighters across boxing and MMA and all that sort of stuff. And a mate of mine, I shall call him Chester. And um, he, <laughs> he had a big chest. He, he was driving home from work one afternoon and he did admittedly put his hand up and he said, yeah, I did cut this bloke off. I didn't see him blind spot, just indicated, swung over and, and cut him off. And this bloke lost his shit. He reckons he, Chester reckons he can see him in the fucking rear view mirror <laughs> flipping his lid. You know what I mean? And anyway, he took a few turns towards home and this bloke was following him. You know, and, and, and Chester's not a big bloke, but Chester's a fucking hell of a boxer. Like he can <laughs> throw him. You know what I mean? And um, so he... he he was, he was making his way towards home and this bloke was obviously following him. Chester's like, well, fuck, I'm not taking him home where my wife and kids are and that sort of thing. Like, that's, that's not a good idea. So he, he pulled into a servo not far from his house and he kind of just pulled, you know, servos always have parking areas and that's sort of thing. He didn't pull up to a Bowser. He just pulled into one of the parking areas and this bloke's pulled up right behind him and blocked him in. And um, <laughs> he, had, he had this old fucking VN or VK Commodore that was fucked, the windows didn't work and that sort of stuff. And... And one of the windows was down, the driver's window was down and he, he knew this bloke was coming, so he was looking. And this bloke was just, oh, as soon as he got out of his car, swearing and cursing and fucking carrying on, he just came straight up to the window and started throwing him through the window, eh? So old Chester's fucking grabbed this cunt's arm and kind of locked him up in some sort of bullshit hold but managed to secure an arm and then wound the window up and trapped the cunt's arm in the window like and wound it up hard. He said, you know, I cranked it as hard as I could. And then got out of the car and this prick stuck up to his forearm in the window of his car and couldn't go anywhere. And I said, you give him a spray and then like, you know, he goes, no, by that stage I was pretty fucking filthy and I just bashed the cunt <laughs> hanging out the, the one window. Arm yeah, one arm gun. Couldn't defend himself. Couldn't do nothing. He was unconscious in about six seconds. And that's the thing with the road rage, eh? You never know who you're spitting at. You just never know who you're losing your shit at. Nine times out of ten, it's probably just going to be the average Joe. It's it's going to be some old six to seventy nine year old bloke that, that I would you have know, your first win. You know, you might have had your first win. You'd be zero and one. I don't know. Um, but every now and then, it could be a Chester, yeah. and Chester's going to fuck up your day, and he did. So he left him pretty much semi conscious on the floor, jumped in his car, moved it so that he could reverse out, and then fucked off home. I was thinking what Chester should have done was jump out and say, all right, mate, you're a bit fucked here. Two options. I can give you a fucking hiding or I can drive off. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> right. You Take your pick. Should have given him the option. But, oh, you see so much like of the road. Like snatch, like snatch. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You've got two fucking options here, You've got two fucking options, lad. <laughs> but the uh, the road rage you see on the on the social media, and the, it's out of hand now, isn't it, eh? People jumping in the States. People just jumping out with firearms. Yeah. That, you wouldn't do it over there. You wouldn't fuck around over there. I, I wouldn't abuse anyone. No, no, not in the states. And no I, way. I, I listen to like um, Rogan and that, and they, he has people on there, and they're like, "This is the best country in the world." I'm like, "Fuck, mate. I don't know if it is." I no, you're used to to what you're living yeah. in. Yeah, that's right. It's not the best country. That's what in you've the grown up world. with. Yeah, I think uh, I saw something not long ago, and and I uh, uh, the US when it comes to safe places to live. Number one is Finland. Number two is New Zealand. Uh, Australia's top 10 or 20, right up there. Yep. Australia, uh, the US is number 134. <laughs> it's below countries like Thailand and Cambodia and Laos. Russia. And that. So, yeah, 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 it literally was. It's amazing how far down the safe places to live that, that oh. ladder the US is. Oh, you think about it, the gun crime they have in that country. 50,000 yeah, people. It just, it's, yeah. it's nuts. There's a few people that I watch on the Top Tick and all that sort of stuff, and they're, they're expat uh, Yanks living, in, um, living over here in Australia. And they're like, yeah, there's, you know, there is cultural differences. There's this and there's that and this doesn't make sense. And, and you know, you, you, you pay for fuel after you pump it, whereas in the States you pump it, you pay for it and then you pump it, blah, 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 all that sort of stuff. But there's a common thread amongst all of them and that's that they feel safe mm. in no way, shape or form. Do they feel like their life is in danger anywhere they go in Australia? One bird was talking about a festival. She's like, I went to this festival. She's like... 
First thing I want to say is Australian Festival is strange, and we fucking know that. <laughs> We've been to a few. You get some units. Like, you go to a bush doof. I don't think a bush doof in Australia is is replicated anywhere else no. in the world. Like, you look at Burning Man in the States, and I'd love to go to Burning Man. Like, that'd be a cool that, weekend. That, that's every bush doof every weekend. But, but bush doofs here are just different, aren't they, eh? <laughs> you go to some remote cattle station or property in the middle of bum fuck nowhere. There's fairies running around. There's, like, it's weird and uh she but, but this bird said she said i've been to some really weird festivals she said but i never thought that someone's gonna start unloading with an ar-15 hey. <laughs> like you know like they're, they're no stage did i feel unsafe hey. i felt awkward but not unsafe <laughs> <laughs> we've all felt awkward at festivals before i probably played i played at most of those <laughs> yeah, that's right yeah 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 100 percent. you know so it's um it's yeah that's the thing in Australia you know we 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 get the road rage but it doesn't finish like that does no it the, the look that that's that's another level altogether you know and so you never know who you're going to bump into on the road you never know what you're going to catch not road rage related but road related so uh, my old man was a he is an interesting human being he's a a, a big kind of staunch moldy boy that that you know never to really took a backward step from anyone and a lot of his mates were the same and they spend a lot of time in west australia just following the the, the work around and they some rough looking human beings you know what i mean big boys <laughs> dreads like proper rough looking human beings and i remember when i first moved over there and worked with him, me him and another one of the the boys who was a moldy boy as well we're in the front of a, a, a truck one of the work trucks and we're filling up at this servo speaking of servos and <laughs> This bird come over, middle-aged bird. I wouldn't say a Karen because she was quite lovely. She came over and she started the conversation like this. She said, oh, um, hey, boys, you look like you could help me because we're all in our, our work clobber, you know, just finished tying steel for the day and that sort of stuff. So we did look rough as guts. You look like you could help me. I've locked my keys in my car. One of you knows how to break into a car, don't you? That's literally how she started the conversation. And we're like, ah uh-huh. And I'm looking, I said, what car? She goes, oh, the Mercedes over there. I'm like, I fucking know how to break into Mercedes. Like that. And the old man's mate goes, oh, yeah, sweetheart, I can get into that. We all, me and the old man kind of looked at him as if to say, really, can you? I'm like, fuck, okay. He goes, let me, he goes, let me just finish the fuel and oh, I'll come and help you out. He's super polite, lovely fella too. And she goes, oh, okay, then off she goes to her car. And to this day, I still don't know how she locked her keys in the Mercedes. Like that for a start, you know what I mean? Anyway, I went and paid for fuel, come back, and this bloke, we shall call him Chester. And Chester, I said, can you really break into one of those? He goes, yeah, bro, easy. I was like, oh, okay. Anyway, he goes to the fucking toolbox on the back of the truck, grabs a hammer, and just starts walking across the fucking servo car park. And I'm looking, I said, the old man, I said, what the fuck's he doing? He goes, oh, I don't know. Walks straight up to the driver's side window and just goes, fucking boof. Straight through the window, hey. And then to add insult to injury, he reaches in, he unlocks the door, he opens her door, pulls the keys out of the ignition, wipes all the glass off the seat onto the ground for her, and he goes, there you go. And you should have seen the look on this bird's face, man. Priceless. Absolutely fucking priceless. Just jaws on her on her inflated te- che- te- chest. And she was just gobsmacked. Absolutely gobsmacked. So anyway, he comes over and he jumps in, because he was driving, and he jumps in the car and kicks the ending in again. Me and the old man are wetting ourselves by this stage. Like, we're fucking in hysterics, eh? He gets halfway out the driveway, stops, puts it in reverse, meep, 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 all the way up next to this bird, who's still... Hasn't moved with her jaw <laughs> on her fucking chest. You know what I mean? He winds the window down. He goes, have a nice day. <laughs> Boy, you want to start it by saying fucking hey. You, yeah, you, you, you look like you can break you in a car. <laughs> yes, I can. And for about three weeks after that, we were thinking that cops will be here any minute. Cops will be here. No, they never showed up. Oh, fuck. I don't know. They never showed up. Would there be cause to say, like, well, you wouldn't have fucking Look, I, I honestly don't think. Yeah, I, and I think she's probably realised yeah. that. I really do. I think afterwards <laughs> she's gotten home, probably told her hubby what she said, and he's gone, well, what the what fuck the did fuck you think was going to happen? <laughs> <laughs> they later on got fucking divorced. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> when your wife does dumb shit, like locks the keys in a Mercedes or walks you into some shanty in the middle of Grays Beach in Western <laughs> Australia. <laughs> You're thinking to yourself, how the fuck did we get into this mess? <laughs> uh, one, a, a, a story sort of like that. Um, 
we had a little uh, little Lexus when my young follower was born, and we um, Mrs. Uh, decided to drive into town, hot summer's day, driving into town, heels cracking up in the back. And they're keyless, those cars. Oh, yeah. So to make him happy, she passed him the keys. Oh, no. And he's like playing with the keys all the way into town. Anyway, he gets in, she gets into town, pulls up, opens the door. She gets out, walks around, closes the door, walks around the back to get the pram out. Locked. Locked. Oh, mate. No. Locked himself True in the story. Car. We're here in Innisfail. Yeah. Really? <laughs> really? So then she's just lost it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. How old was little one? He was only like six months. Little, little, little. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, so um, they're standing outside the car trying to like, press the other button, press the other. And he's like, go, go, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's going to work with the six-month-old. And then she rang me up and I said, I'll just leave him. We'll make another one. No. Even I stopped for a sale. <laughs> you dig in. Because <laughs> lucky her dad works, uh, was the fireys and stuff like that, so she got it all organised pretty quick. But, yeah, she was pretty hysterical. <laughs> I know a young a, a young fella I know when I was at the Cairns Hospital um, oh, a few years back now, same thing happened to him. His missus had just had their first bub, baby brain. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's a real thing oh, for blokes is. and for women. You know, your head goes to shit, everything. Oh, blokes, because you, you're going from this world where it was all about you. That's right. And now it's not about you it's anymore. A it's a, it's a culture shock, isn't it? Yeah, you know? Diff- and I was bad. I was fucking really well, yeah. bad. I was a shit dad for like six. Couldn't four, figure it out. Six, seven decades. <laughs> <laughs> well, this fellow was the same. He had literally just had baby. Mm. Just had baby. And they'd walked, left the hospital to take their new bub home and, and him and his missus got to the car and he put little one in the car and shut the door and locked. It's fucking locked. Locked his newborn baby in the fucking car. And, you know, obviously we got called being security and we're like, well, fuck, man. He's like, oh, and, and you could see the panic, the yeah. sheer terror. And it wasn't a hot day. You know, baby yeah. was all right. He was sound asleep, didn't even bother. And he's like, I don't give a fuck. Get the police here. Get the police here. And then the police rocked out. He's just smashed the window. Smash the fucking window. I don't care. Just smash the fucking window. And the cop's like, oh, we're not supposed to smash it. Well, give me your fucking bad hole. Smash give the fucking window. I don't care. Smash the... <laughs> he was having a wig out, eh? You know what's even worse? The cops reported him to uh, child services. Did they? They actually got reported Can't to child services. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And I don't think it was the cops' fault. I think it was that's just policy. If children get locked in cars, they actually have to put in a, a report and it has to but go to child services. But, you know. Come on. That's like, rough, man. Body cam or whatever. That's rough. Or... That's rough. And he was he was dead set in tears. Yeah. He was he, he was worse than his missus. Yeah. You know, his missus was upset, but she knew that it was from start to finish, it was probably only. 20 minutes. Yeah. And the sound of the window smashing is what woke baby up. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Bub was just fine. You know? <laughs> but it, it being feeling responsible, baby brain, new bub, first bub as well, which is always an yeah. added amount of anxiety. You walk around in eggshells, <laughs> don't you, with the first baby? Too scared to pick it up. Too no scared to do is. anything with it. No, no, that's right. You know, by the second one, you're like, hey, be right. And <laughs> you see the trauma your wife just went through, so you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can have whatever you want, yeah. whenever you want. You can have anything. Uh-huh. Just name it. It's yours. There is nothing truer than watching. The, what are they? What's the saying? It's like watching your favourite pub burn down, isn't it? Hey, <laughs> playground get hit by a cyclone. Did you did you catch kids? Yeah, you did both. Yeah. I only well, caught one. I only caught one. I didn't catch the first one. I was too busy no, holding no, on to this. No, I didn't catch them. I was actually, I did the umbilical cut. Yeah, I did the umbilical cut on both, but I caught my second little boy. Yeah. When he came out, I, 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 I don't helped, know the way I he helped acts. the midwife. Did you drop him uh, or? Hey, yeah, well, maybe, maybe. I'll tell you what though, it's, it's like it's an experience and I'm glad I've done it. Would I do it again? No. No. <laughs> Absolutely not. I'll start the top end, please. The other end's fine with me. <laughs> It's just, it's just, and I'm not, I'm not one that's not up for, you know, gore. I've done a lot of hunting and fishing and, and, you know, I've knocked my own cattle on the head and all that sort of stuff. It's no issue, but it's just difference. It's not the same. <laughs> it's not the same. Well, they call it the gentleman's stitch. Yeah, Did you ask yeah, for the gentleman's yeah. stitch? I asked for six. <laughs> they said, uh, you put two things in and sew around it. Yeah. <laughs> one. <laughs> Anywho, <laughs> Amy, love you, babe. <laughs> yeah. It was, um, it's, it's a, it's a, it does, it does that first 12 months, I reckon. You, you're a shambles, aren't you? Mm. You really no are. No idea, man. No I, I caught idea. myself out being the shittest dad like once a day. 
Oh, absolutely. Like, oh, fuck, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you can't do that, I really? I don't even know how he fucking survived. No, actually. I know. I know. <laughs> and then isn't it chalk and cheese how much more relaxed you are by the second one? <laughs> By the second one, you're like, ah, fuck, just chuck it a piece of meat. It'll be should be right. Nah, don't worry about it. Yeah, <laughs> Hasn't got teeth yet. Eh, suck it. It'll be fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> and when the um, when they when the baby comes out, the first time you're like, okay, and then they're still carrying on, like pulling other like, stuff I'm like, out. What's what's this? And I'm like, is this the um instruction manual? <laughs> <laughs> is this part two? <laughs> Did he have a sister? <laughs> So we had placenta burgers for like six weeks. Uh, yep. Actually, they got it and laid it out. It's like a big like tree, like how it all like veiny tree. I didn't want to look at it. Yeah, yeah, so I had I no like, interest in checking that out, bro. <laughs> yeah, because I was like, nah, I'm, I'm out. Because she goes, oh, you want to have a look at it? Because they actually have to check it to see if it's all Do good. they? Yeah. Do oh, they? I didn't even realise yeah. that. I had no interest in, <laughs> yeah. Someone said, oh, do you want to take it home? I was, no. Yeah, like in the movies, it's always like the baby's out. Yay! It's yeah, 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 yeah. No, there's a fair bit after that, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's not just <laughs> fixed, done, job done. No, it's not. It's it's a different kettle of fish, yeah. isn't it? So, uh, boys, Kenel. if you're out there, remember where you put it because you're going to go through all this. Yeah, absolutely. And be part of it, boys. Don't be scared mm. of it. Like, get in there and give it a red hot go because you know you only get to do it once, twice, three times. Well, possibly seven if you're a real go-getter. I mean, who knows? <laughs> but I tell you what, there was a few moments where I was I was a bit light-headed and I was a bit like, like oh, oh. I don't know if you realise, but there's a lot of other stuff comes out as well. Yeah, yeah. Be warned, <laughs> fellas. Be warned. It's not just the baby. It was just the baby. It's, it's not a just the baby. Male babies. <laughs> there's other stuff that pops out too. Oh, I <laughs> tell the story as um, this on the second baby. We thought we knew everything. We went to Cairns this time to have a look. We did in this fail. So we thought we'll try out Cairns. Yeah, yeah. They have epidurals up there in case shit hits the fan, yeah, but of we course. didn't need it. Um, and when, like, when you have a baby up and, like, was your missus, like, nearly fully naked when she's having um, a baby? Oh, like a tank top and a sarong, but, but pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, <clears throat> at one stage, I don't think Kate was full naked and she's on the side of the bed and she's, like, bearing down. And I had, like, Havana thongs on, and she's bearing <laughs> as you, down. As she's you do. like she's going through contractions, and, going, and they just splurt. The, her water burst all over my feet, <laughs> like just clean over my feet, and I'm like. <laughs> In between your toes and, and shit I'm like, like oh, that. Oh my fuck! She's like, fuck your thong. shut the fuck up. <laughs> Oh, so I've got a good one for you with our second, with our second, he, he come, he come early, yeah, maybe a week or so early and um, she started to have, have contractions, you know, I don't think, it, no, her water hadn't broke, but she's definitely starting, things were starting to move, things were starting to happen, you know, and we rang the midwife and shout out to the midwives, fuck, they're good, mm. like they do an outstanding job, I think it's, it's eight times out of ten, there's no doctor needed at all, yeah. it's just the midwives do their thing and they are freaking awesome, yep. you know. Um, and we, we went in, we went in and, and they were like, well, you know what? Yeah, he's, he's ready to rumble. He's in the right spot and all that sort of stuff. But that particular day, the 18th of Feb was actually, um, my ex-missus birthday. <laughs> <laughs> and Amy knew it. She She's knew trying it. to hold on. She knew it. And she said, we're like, oh, we'll, we'll probably induce you and get, get it going now. <laughs> and she was like, no, no, not today. <laughs> No, it will not be happening today. That is not going to happen. And they're like, oh, what do you mean? And she she told him. And the midwife was like, look, I completely understand. Why don't you just go home, take it very easy, a nice bath, all that sort of stuff. And she did. And it was about four o'clock the next morning on the following day, the 19th, where her water actually broke. Everything started to happen anyway. It was probably just the anxiety or something like that and kicked it all along. <laughs> and we rocked it up. And the first thing the midwife said was like, oh, so is today okay? She's like, mm-hmm, yep. <laughs> Today is just fine. <laughs> we can do it today. <laughs> you need a funny story and you could probably Google it. Yeah. Oh, what was that? What was our Prime Minister, the First Lady's name? Uh, Gillard? Gillard. Gillard. Yeah. Gillard. My daughter was uh, supposed to be born on the 29th of September. And on that day, it was like Julia Gillard's birthday is the 29th of September. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking hate her, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like... No, oh, no, she's no get female should be prime minister. <laughs> <She's> got- <laughs> <laughs> she's 
she's going to get jokes. born on the on the 29th of September. And I'm like, no, no, no. And then I'm like, um, she ended up holding on till the 30th. <laughs> <laughs> Did she? So like, Thank God. Thank God for that. Yeah, my <laughs> missus was exactly the same, bud. <laughs> oh, it's yeah, it's it's a game changer though, isn't it? I th- I found kids the the number one thing I took out of kids is it's it as a bloke, it's very humbling because mm. I think as a young single bloke or it's just a single bloke whether you're young or not, yeah, your world revolves around you. Oh. It does. You know Mate, what I mean? And, but the thing with sing- young single blokes is they think they've got fuck. Mate, I've got no time to do anything. No, I know. I know. If you think you've got no fucking oh, time yeah, to do anything, fucking cunts, enjoy it, boys. Enjoy it. Enjoy I'm it. I uh, tell you what, <laughs> you think you'll you think you'll fucking clock ticks fast now? Wait until you've got kids. <laughs> I've got a couple of friends. Some do YouTube. Yeah. Someone might have done a podcast with them. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and he's just like, mate, I'm under the pump. I've got so much on, and I'm like, dude. Really? Is, is that why he's is that while he's out sailing around the South Pacific, spearfishing and that sort of stuff? Is this a simple? Oh, mate, I'm, I can't. Not going to drop names. I'm We're not going to. Yeah, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. Two and two together. You'll be listening. I won't say your name, but yeah, you'll be listening. Yeah, yeah. I love you, mate. You're one of my best mates. So. Yeah. But once, <laughs> once, once kids come along, oh, you're you you become time you poor. No very idea. fast, very, very, very fast. I don't. Yeah, sometimes you just feel like you're treading water. You're like, Jesus, there's not enough hours in the day, not enough hours in the day at all. But eventually, they get to an age where they can wipe their own ass, they can feed themselves, and you're in the clear. Oh, and that's uh, like you talk to some parents. They're like, "Yo, wait till they turn fourteen. Wait till they turn." It's like, no, fucking zero to three is hell. Oh, it is. <laughs> You are tr- you are treading water. Yeah, like you're like a duck. You come on the surface, but your legs are going like fuck. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you're gonna have a heap of people judging you, judging your kids, judging mm. everything, mate. Everyone's a cunt, and and akak I call it. Akak. Ak-ak. What's yeah. akak? All kids are cunts. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> a- so, <laughs> all not kids wrong. Are, like not all wrong. kids are cunts until they're like eight or ten. Yeah, then that's when their true self comes through. So yeah, they still, they develop their and own everyone's like, oh, that sort of the kids are fucking turd and all that. They're not turds. No, they're just kids being they're just kids. Learning. Yeah, and I'm probably too hard on my kids sometimes. I'm, I'm you know, can be a bit of a cranky fella, and you just expect a lot from them. And then yeah. you got to you got to take a step back and go, man, they're <laughs> eight and ten. <laughs> like honestly, you know what I mean. We, we've even spoken about when we take him out on the boat, you think about what it was like to take your kids out on the water <laughs> three years ago, four hey. years ago, versus what it's like to take them out now. Hey. You know, I, I enjoy taking my kids out on the water. There's still a bit of anxiety when they're in the water with me, especially with a seven, hey. eight-year-old and a 10-year-old. You know what I mean? Like and a 14-foot shark. And a 14, <laughs> 14-foot shark. That's exactly right. You know what I mean? It's like I can grab one, I can't grab two. <laughs> like, we look at, like you look at a reefy as a grown man, a six, seven-foot reefy, and you're like, oh, fucking, it's tadpole. You know what I mean? But then you see that reefy swim past your four-foot-long kid, and you're like, whoa, hey, hang on a second. <laughs> Especially when you take the fins off and he's only three foot. <laughs> hey, hey, come here. Get over here. Swim with me. Swim with me. But it's, um, yeah, it's a game changer. It's a game changer. Any of those fellas out there that are nervous about counting kids, don't, don't do it. Like, you know, it's, it's, it, it's an absolute game changer. It's a life changer. It's something you'll, you'll, you'll always enjoy. Um, but being honest about it, being straight up and down, like a lot of us people that are telling you – to do it and have kids, we just want to see you suffer like we are. <laughs> <laughs> like truth be told, truth be told, don't fucking do it. And put it this it's way. It's hard work. It's a nightmare. Your missus doesn't want you home. She just doesn't want you out there having fun. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She just doesn't want to be alone with the kids. <laughs> but then neither do you. So take all that in and um, keep your dicks in your pants, that's, boys. That's the truth of it. Everybody else just wants to see you suffer like they are. So, But girls out there, we also have girl listeners. Do we? I think there's one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. How you know. going? <laughs> hey, Amy. <laughs> hey, Kate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, girls rule. Girls rule too. Mm. I've got a daughter. She rocks. She rocks. Yeah. She does. She and the best part is and the best part is she's got a big brother. Yeah. Even better. Even better. <laughs> all, <laughs> Who knows jujitsu? All if, little girls. If you ask him. He yeah, yeah, yeah. Jiu-jitsu. Oh, he's black belt. Yeah. Through and through. Yeah, 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 he's a weapon. <laughs> half a weapon, half flamethrower. So he's a 
Mitch, when we spoke about Mitch at the start of the podcast. Mitch, Mitch with his mandarines. Yep, Mitch Shoot. Thorburn. Yep. He sent a joke through. Here you go. He goes, uh, I was talking to the, uh, to a farmer the other day. He told me he got his 12-foot gate stolen. I said, shit, mate, that's no good. Did you tell the cops? He said, no, nah, because it might, might cause an offence. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well done, Mitch. No, of course the cunt might take offence. Sorry, take Mitch. Offense. I yeah, fucked it he fucked it on you, Mitch. Fuck, Mitch. That's why I've got to do all the reading. Yeah, fuck I'm me. Shit. Dyslexia. Reader, eh? Dyslexia. <laughs> <laughs> Halfway between literate and dyslexic. Uh, so I'll say it again. Here we go, and I'll cut go. it out. Yeah, yeah, go. Hey, this Mitch sent in a <laughs> yeah, Mitch, our mandarin farmer. Yeah, he yeah, sent yeah. in a, a um a joke. Yeah, shoot. Okay, here it is. He goes, I was talking to a farmer the other day, and he told me he got a twelve foot gate stolen. I said, shit, mate, that's no good. Did you go to the cops? He said, no. Because he fucks it up where he wrote. He said, <laughs> Mitch. <laughs> All right, give me the fucking phone <laughs> again. I'm going to write it again. <laughs> We're have one more game, Mitch. Here we go. We're coming, Mitch. I was talking. <laughs> <laughs> We're leaving all this in, Mitch. Too fucking. Oh, yeah. we got to. We absolutely have to. <laughs> I was go. talking to a farmer the other day. He told me he got a twelve foot stake. <laughs> he, he told me he got a twelve foot gay stolen. I said, "Shit, mate, that's no good." Did you get the cops? He said, "No, because it can't might take an offence." He might have taken a. He might have taken offence. He it? might take offence. Take offence. But he, <laughs> he, he, he should have wrote offence. Offence. Maybe he meant to. <laughs> yeah, I got one for you. I got one for you. I got one I reckon, more. I got one I got more shoot, for shoot, you. Shoot, go, 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 go. Let's see if you can fuck this one up. All right. Shoot. I was talking to a farmer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, Mitch. I fucked him up, but it was a good joke. I laughed. When no, I read everyone it. got it after the third time. Everyone got it. Everyone got it. <laughs> I'm not editing none of this. No, absolutely, you can't. <laughs> Shoot! All right, that's it. No, that was it. <laughs> no, you're just going to do it again, you fucking. All right, I reckon that's been about an hour, but I got one we can finish on. All right, what yeah, he done? Hey, fuck, cunt! You're like twenty seconds into an hour. Am I really? You're like this has been an hour. Like fucking 20 seconds. weapon. Look at you. Absolute weapon. All right, I got one for you. You'll like this one. <laughs> So, what did Cinderella say when she got to the ball? <laughs> I'll, leave, I'll leave you with that. What about, there's another one. What did um, Madonna say when she got to the policeman's ball? What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've never actually heard that sound, ever. <laughs> ever. <laughs> no ball there. <laughs> Just no gag. <laughs> so... I did think of some jokes this week. Yeah, right, far away. Get, get him in, get him in, get him Sorry. in. We've got a couple of minutes. Um, here's my first joke. I'm left-handed and I watch a lot of porn. Yes, if I buy one of those kinetic watches, it's never going to go flat. No, absolutely. <laughs> you just change wrists and gets your steps up. <laughs> what did um, St. Peter say to Lady Di when she got to the front <laughs> gate? What? She said, he said, I'm going to let you in if you stop smiling. And, and he let a heap of people in. And he goes, you're not coming in. And she goes, I'm not smiling. He goes, well, wipe that murk off your face. Oh, that's <laughs> rough. Come on, that's that, 20 years ago. Yeah, I you. know. But she's the only fucking royal anyone likes. <laughs> Harry Styles. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. <laughs> that was actually, I've got a funny one. I was like, celebs that you, that you know... Like, have you any? Have been to Epstein's Island. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever, ever had any run-ins with celebs, and you know that they're a good cunt just by the couple oh, of words you've said to them? Um, uh, I'm racking my brain now. Probably. Who you got? Who you got? What you got? So, uh, Sam Thiday. Oh yeah, good cunt. Good cunt. Yeah, good. Cunt. I know he's a good cunt. No, I've he only is. said like three words to him, and I know he's a good cunt because of this. He uh, must live down Casarina Beach on Kingscliff along there. Is he down that way? Is he? He yeah, must yeah. live along there somewhere. Yeah. And I was riding a, um, the push like a push bike from the resort we we're staying at, yeah. and I had my um, young follower in the back seat behind me. Yeah, and we're riding along the. <laughs> and I seen him in the distance, and I know, I know that walk. I know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can just shape. see it a yeah, mile yeah, away. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's only one one human being. And I am um, driving, <laughs> riding along, and I'm just like. I've got to say it. 
<laughs> like right up behind him, and I said, "Hey, look, son, it's Jonathan Thurston." What did you? Have? And he goes, "Yeah, you cunt." Fucking <laughs> 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 straight up, I'm like, yeah, yeah I'm like, you I just kept riding. It's when you know you're from Townsville, yeah, no, and I just, I just fucking said, "How you going, bro?" Yeah, good, bro. And I just kept riding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, all right, all right, Evie, if you're going to talk footy players that are – I don't know if he's a good cunt, but a, a footy player that just commands respect, I watched a f- probably 50-year-old Mel Meninga walk into one of the busiest nightclubs in Australia one night and the crowd parted like the fucking Red Sea. <laughs> So I don't know if it's because he's a good cunt or an intimidating cunt or just everyone in Australia, in Queensland, in Queensland, loves him, like idolises that bloke. (laughs) But I have never seen a dude get to a bar in a busy nightclub with that amount of ease in my life, (laughs) in my life, man. And I made a point of, you know, sidling up next to me, g'day, Mal, how are you going, shaking his hand and that sort of thing. That brother has hands the size of dinner plates. Like, I've got a big paw on me and he made me feel like a little bitch, like he (laughs) shook my hand and my foot even came up behind me and I like I nearly curtsied like it was yeah beast of a human (laughs) eh like a 44 gallon drum with legs do you know a little um little secret or a little trick you can do when you know someone's got a good hard shake on them Mm. you know some people when you shake their hands they're just like and they they go a bit over the top go a bit over the top yeah if you just point your index finger at them while you're shaking the hand they can't squeeze your hand I have heard that one and, and I was telling someone last night at training because that, that training, that jujitsu, that's pretty much all you do all night, shake fucking hands yeah. for like four yeah. hours. Yeah. Everyone, you, you leave the mats, shake everyone's hand, that's and right. they walk out the door, shake everyone's, everyone's hand. hand. Yeah. <laughs> it's all about this. It's a respect thing. So the whole night I was just like pointing my finger and just everyone I shook their hands with, I point my finger and like, yeah, they can't squeeze they can't your hand. It. They can't do it. <laughs> Takes that pressure off, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, sweet, bro. Well, too easy. Done it again. We Done have survived. It again, Fuckers, think. stories, the pub ammo at Gmail. If you can't find it, it's just next to the G spot. That's it. Yeah. You won't find it, man. You won't find it. <laughs> I'm still looking for it. I'm still looking for it. Done. So, Fuckers. All right. Cheers. Talk soon. Cheers. Laters. All right. Thanks again for listening in. If you just want to help us out just that little bit, just go to your podcast app and rate us. Give us a five-star review, whatever. Best one, just share it with your mate, and I'll see you next week. Two-roo.